Hey guys, this is Lena Al-Halak and Renim Guelbo-Hamidi and this is Ramadan Rundown. There are seemingly an uncountable amount of religions and cultures and customs out there in the world. For this, it can be hard to be aware and educated about other people, you know, how drastically different they live their lives. And we get seemingly ashamed, or at least I do, when we assume what's not true or say things to or do things for other people when they simply cannot participate due to religious or personal reasons. When I offer someone a food that they cannot eat, or when I didn't even know Lent, a 40-day preparation for Easter, was a thing, or even when I once gifted a gay person pride merchandise when, in reality, it wasn't even something they wanted to proclaim. For example, many people are still unaware about the customs and holidays of Islam, which is perfectly fine, as what's routine for one person is completely unusual or uncommon to another, especially in a more Western society. The U.S. is a melting pot with so many different nationalities, cultures, and religions. And that's why we're here today for this podcast. As two first-generation Muslim women, me and Lina, we thought it would be important to discuss the month of Ramadan, a 30-day purification period consisting of fasting from sunrise to sunset, as well as, as, well as the removal of bad deeds or intentions, which we'll, we will expand on later. So before we start talking about our personal experiences with the month of Ramadan and how our cultures influence that, it's important to know the basic knowledge of Islam and what Ramadan is. The Quran, which is our holy book in Islam, contains our religious rules and beliefs. So that would be kind of like the Bible for Christianity or the Torah for um, Judaism. And it's one of the main aspects to Islam that helps define the religion and structure the way that Muslims live. We also have the five main pillars of Islam, however, which is another factor to this um, religious idea. The five pillars or basic tenets of Islam are Shahada, which is where you give your declaration of faith, Salat, so which is our five daily prayers, Zakat, which is kind of like a mandatory charity that is a religious obligation, Som which is fasting during the month of Ramadan, which is what we will be talking about in this podcast, and Hajj, the pilgrimage to Mecca. So Som, or fasting, is a religious obligation for Muslims, and this Som pillar is accomplished during the month of Ramadan. Ramadan consists consists of fasting from dusk to dawn, but is also a period that consists of introspection, communal prayer in the mosque, and reading the Quran as well. But according to Britannica, although Som is most commonly understood as the obligation to fast during Ramadan, it is more broadly interpreted as the obligation to refrain between dawn and dusk from food, drink, sexual activity, and all forms of immoral behavior, including impure or unkind thoughts. So basically things like backbiting, being disrespectful, listening to music with profanity, etc., Now, being nice and respectful is something we should all be all the time and not just during the month of Ramadan, especially for Muslims. But 
you know, it really encourages us to start these practices of giving back to the community and just being an overall great human being. So what's usually expected from doing these acts of service and pur purifying our minds is that because it is a long month of consistent purification, where it kind of sticks to your mind, this sort of routine of purification, we will carry these practices even after Ramadan is over, which for me is the most amazing fact of this holy month. So essentially Ramadan is the month where Muslims cleanse their soul. Um, and fasting specifically has many religious implications, including keeping ourselves humbled, feeling for the less fortunate, and most importantly, connecting with our creator. Um, as Muslims with many non-Muslim friends, we commonly get the same set of questions asked each year. So first we'll answer those, then follow up with the personal cultural differences between Lina and I, even though we follow the same religion. Okay, so this is our open discussion and we decided, we teamed up together and we have some questions that our non-Muslim friends always ask us or even people that aren't really familiar with Islam or Muslims at all. Yeah, and these questions are derived from our fellow classmates and our English class, as well as, you know, previously asked questions that we remember from past encounters from back when we were like in middle school and high school, mm -hmm. even now in college. So people often ask, wait, so you can't drink or eat even water? Yeah. And I just think this is so funny because this is an ongoing question. This is right. the most previously, like most, most asked question that mm -hmm. I've ever had and it's like it's not that different because other yeah. people do intermittent intermittent fasting exactly and like everyone else is doing it for reasons other than religious reasons and that's mm -hmm. normal to them that's healthy they're like yeah. getting their life together everyone's like yeah go you like I don't have any mm -hmm. it seems pretty normal but when I'm mm -hmm. for Ramadan everyone gets exactly they go crazy they're like what that makes no sense I could never do that how do you do that and honestly it's probably because they've never tried it. I feel like mm -hmm. if they do try it, it's not, it's not like it mm -hmm. pains you. It's not like, because yeah. when you're going through all of these like certain requirements during Ramadan, like praying and reading the Quran and like, you know, all those things, it keeps you humble. It keeps you, it reminds you why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And so you're not just going because like you don't want to eat or drink. It's, yeah. it's like a spiritual connection and it's not something that's bothersome at all. And I also feel like people think that it's too extreme, which it isn't at all. So we do fast from sunrise to sunset, which is about maybe 5 a.m. to 8 p.m., give or take. And at first it's hard. Like, the, of course, it would be hard for anybody that doesn't usually fast. But throughout the month, it gets easier and easier. And by the end of the month, you're like, oh, I don't even feel like eating breakfast because I'm so used to fasting all day. And um, and you always get those people that ask you, oh my God, like what if the rain, the rain is pouring and it accidentally gets in your mouth? Obviously, if something accidentally happens, that doesn't mean your fast is broken. Like during the month of Ramadan, if you accidentally eat something, you have to remind yourself, oh, I did that unintentionally and your fast is still, you know, it's still permissible. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then another question that we get is, what is a typical day during Ramadan? So a typical day for us, it would just be any other day. So during the summers, it would be, for me personally, I would be home a lot more than do like excessive activity because I don't want to be dehydrated or anything. But it's still a normal day. It's nothing super unusual, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. For me, um, especially during now, during school, a typical day right now would be me struggling to get homework done because mm-hmm. I love snacking while I study and I yeah. love drinking coffee in the morning. And especially like before Ramadan even started, like I had coffee every single day. And when Ramadan hits, because I didn't mm-hmm. prepare for it, you get that caffeine withdrawal. Yes. So the I'm headaches. just tired. Yes, I'm just <laughs> tired. I want to study, but I have like I can't. And then mm-hmm. sort of balancing fasting, obligation to God, and yeah. and studying and praying and doing all this and. It's just it gets hard to like keep track. It does and, get you know, hard. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's not it's doable. It's not bad at all. Yeah. And our next and final question for our open discussion is, uh, how and why do we celebrate Eid? You know, what are the Islamic requirements and traditions? Mm-hmm. If you wanna go yeah. ahead and start. Yeah. So Eid is the day after Ramadan ends and that is our like major holiday that is when you celebrate that month you're over with it and that's the day where you don't you you finish your fast so you can eat all day on Eid it's there's um a specific prayer for Eid as well which is usually early in the morning so what you usually do is like you go with family you go with friends you go to the mosque you pray those prayers early in the morning and then the rest of the day you see family you see friends you celebrate it's basically a holiday um people give each other gifts and there's usually two so this one is the celebration of ramadan and there's also another one which is after um, the fifth pillar of islam which is hajj so it would be the celebration of hajj mm-hmm. and we all celebrate this differently but for our community here in wichita we um we have this community gathering at like an amusement park Mm -hmm. or just an outdoor park and we all come together and we bring food and Mm -hmm. we bring gifts for all the kids like goodie bags and and donuts and drinks and stuff so it really like touches upon everyone and we bring everyone together to sort of celebrate everyone's you know struggles during Ramadan how hard like you know if it was hard for you you can celebrate you can bring everyone together you can bring your friends from you know, other cultures, it's mm-hmm. just a celebration for everyone because of this hard month and how far we've come within the month. Yeah. Culturally speaking, I'm from Algeria. And I'm from Palestine. So even though we're both Muslims and we both have the same religion, um, there's different components in our culture how we celebrate it, how we celebrate Eid and like the month of Ramadan uh, just a little bit differently in terms of like food, clothes that we would like to discuss. Um, so for me, and we also wanted to talk about the difference between like our home countries and America because I feel we both have been back like to Algeria and Palestine 
and we notice that we celebrate it a little bit differently than when we celebrate Ramadan and Eid in the States. Okay, because we aren't in an Islam-dominated country and it's not the main religion in, in the United States, what, would, what we would usually do is because Eid prayer is at eight in the morning, we would wake up super early, get dressed, go to the mosque and pray. But because Eid would sometimes fall into one of the days, like a school day, we would have to go pray and then go back to school right away mm-hmm. in our Eid clothes. And I remember me and Raneem would walk the halls in our little <laughs> little dresses with our makeup done and our, our yeah. hair straightened. And, and everybody would be, like, would be asking us, oh my God, yes. is there like a special occasion or anything? Yes, yes. And people are like asking like, why don't you just change? Like, you know, yeah. you can change into school clothes and then change yeah. back after to celebrate the rest of the day. But I feel like for me, it just, Eid is just like once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. You don't get it because I want yeah. to have this Eid spirit for the whole day. And you want to make I it special. Like, yes. And I feel like if I take it off, then for like seven hours of the school mm-hmm. day, I feel like I am just ruining the day, you know? Yeah. Why can't I be extra? Everyone has <laughs> Christmas and Easter yeah. and New Year's and Thanksgiving, Halloween. We don't get those days. We all don't we get have, those holidays. Yes, we just have Eid. So why can't we just go all out? Why can't we go to school <laughs> in our little tutus and whatever? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think that it's something that people need to understand when it comes to you know like we have one day come on now (laughs) next we're going to talk about like ramadan in general the whole month um in different countries so for me in algeria i remember when i celebrated ramadan there i uh, essentially got to fast the whole month in algeria um and since it's a muslim country the whole country was basically closed off in a way where um, at each prayer, every store would close and everybody would go pray together in mosques. And there was no like there's no activities to do because everybody was just really tired. So essentially the whole country would just like stay in their houses. Like people would just go to work and come home and eat. There wasn't really any activities that you can do during that month. Um, and I feel like everybody I felt like everybody is doing the same exact thing as you. So you really feel like you're not alone in this, you know, rather in America where like everybody's doing their own thing, which is fine. But when you're in like a Muslim country, you feel, oh, um, I'm not alone in this. People are doing the same exact thing as me. I don't have to refrain myself. I don't have to like control myself too heavily. You know, all of those things are already closed off. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like with that as well when you're in america you tend to lose track of what you need to do and your schedule for ramadan but when you're overseas uh the event or the cult uh, prayer would blare out on all sides from different mosques while (laughs) the one or two mosques in wichita are not really allowed to do that in a public setting and when you're reminded of the cult of prayer and you're with your muslim family you don't I don't want to say you're not like you can't run away from it but like you are constantly reminded of your obligation to God and praying and and fasting and why you're doing what you're doing and um, it's easy to get used to the flow of Ramadan in America and forget to pray and read and do good deeds but overseas there are constant reminders all around us 
you yes. know, during suhoor, which is, you know, the, the meal right before you start fasting, which is around like 4 a.m., uh, depending on uh, the year. Uh, for me, I don't know about Raneem, but for me in the morning, in the early morning, like before the sun would rise, <laughs> this man would go around or multiple men would go around drumming super, super, super loud, super loud and screaming, being like, wake up, mm-hmm. it's time to eat. Yeah. And then you are, you literally can't sleep. Like you, yeah. they, they wake everyone, you up. <laughs> yes, everyone does the same thing. You are not alone. And I feel <laughs> like it just feels so homey over there. Yes. You're not alone. You feel close to your family. Everyone, all the strangers around you are doing the same yeah. exact thing. People you don't even know. And you know that they're doing it too. Yeah. You don't have to be like, oh, I wonder, you know. And mm-hmm. yeah, I just think it's just so amazing overseas. I love it. It really, mm-hmm. yes. It's, oh my God. Not even mm-hmm. just Ramadan or Eid. Just going there in general really connects you to yeah. your roots, your ancestors, mm-hmm. all that good stuff, you know. Connects you with your family. So thank you guys for tuning in. This is Ramadan Rundown. My name's Lena. And this is Renee. Thank you guys for tuning in and, you know, getting to know our religion, the month of Ramadan and the celebration after, which yeah. is Eid. And we hope you guys learned something about Islam and about Muslims and specifically about this month.